to Everything Under the Sun on KDNK, and today uh, we are doing a remote recording at the Botany Houseplant Shop here in Carbondale. I'm with Leslie Bittner, who opened the store just a few months ago, right, Leslie? Yeah, it was actually at the middle of August, but it, it oh. feels like it was just a couple months ago. <laughs> nice. So you're uh, you're past the six month mark. Past then now. the six month, yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. And for anybody who hasn't been here yet, it's truly a breath of fresh air to step in, especially on a cold winter day, and fill your lungs with oxygen from all of the beautiful green things that are here, hanging and and sitting on shelves and on the floor. Um, it's a beautiful space, so thank you for creating it. Yeah, well, thank you, and I, I really appreciate your interest, and um, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that interested you in the first place about opening a plant store in Carbondale? Oh, well, I think a little back history, maybe. Um, I've had the idea of wanting to have a houseplant shop for quite a while now um, and didn't necessarily choose Carbondale specifically to do it, but um, you know, I've been, I've had my hand in the plant world for almost 17 years, um, mostly in outdoor landscaping, personal gardening, and like edible gardening. Um, but I've been pretty aware of my own need to you know shift in life from not necessarily high laborious work to something a little bit more um, tranquil but but still very much involved with plants um, I've been a house plant collector for a long time and then I think aside from working with plants for so long I've just always had um, like a strong draw towards nesting and like creating sense of space. I'm a total homebody and I'm super, super um, drawn to just like interior aesthetic and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I also have a big background in retail. So kind of combining my interest in plants with um, a retail store just sort of felt like a natural next step. Mm -hmm. So Truly, I've been pipe dreaming about it for over five years, um, and we moved to Carbondale just about over five years now, um, and have been talking about it since the first day we've been here, and it just kind of, things started to fall into place last summer right. to make it happen, so. Well, I'm aware of um, a plant store in Glenwood Springs, but I think that's the only other one, and yeah. that opened recently as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I was just um, actually speaking with that owner just in the past week, and yeah, I think she's just about a year or so. Mm -hmm. And yeah, other than that, it's just, you know, um, full-service landscape nurseries and, and then Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so how's it going so far then? Are you seeing uh, a lot of people drift in? Yeah, so um, it's been great. Um, the first month was a little nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we opened without having a sign, and I didn't have any advertising um, published yet, so it was really mostly people stumbling upon us. And, you know, it was summertime, so the door was open, but they would be, like, on their way to Dos Gringos or to Lulu's or Aloha Bicycle 
a store and they would just like stop and like come right through the front door and just like gaze around the store and be like oh my gosh this is in Carbondale or like wait a minute we have a plant store now just all these funny comments but then they would they would like turn right around and walk out the door and they'd be like I'm totally gonna be back but like most people didn't actually like come into the store (laughs) and walk around so it was like it was really nerve-wracking it was just like kind of a little bit of a trip like I could tell that people were really excited um but truly it was like they were just crossing over the threshold and Mm -hmm. that was it (laughs) um but since then we have a sign and word of mouth and then um you know through a handful of other avenues uh more and more people are, are aware that we're here and um and it's just been wonderful every month has been better than the last and people are really complimentary and and are expressing just kind of their excitement in having kind of a really focused specialty type of shop um within the community yeah. and that's that's a huge part of what I hoped for was um, just to have the you know excitement and appreciation like in our small uh, little mountain town to be able to have these types of shops and not have to just go to Lowe's (laughs) yeah you've created a great aesthetic it's a comfortable place to hang out I also understand being somebody who often commutes on bicycle you're not always ready to fall in love with a plant <laughs> totally <laughs> and take it home totally which that's the other thing for me is that you know to me not everybody needs to necessarily be ready to take home a plant or or even to to have plants in their home or their personal space but I think for the most part even if you don't if you're not going to bring something home you're going to like get some sort of sense of enjoyment out of being in here mm-hmm. and that too is totally good enough for me And so you're opening the space up as well uh, and hosting a few plant care classes. Um, So Succulents 101 or Houseplants 101. Could you give us a little bit of an idea of what you teach in those classes? Yeah, sure. Um, So far with the plant care classes, um, we've been covering the basics of houseplants and then yes, succulents is kind of a subset. The classes start with um, talking about the importance of uh, light, water, and soil, which are kind of the three um, primary considerations um, when you are thinking about caring for houseplants. Um, And we also cover uh, how to select a new plant as um, the appropriate size pot for that new plant. Um, Also how to properly repot and water your houseplants. Um, And then when and why to fertilize and summer versus winter care. So that's kind of my basic outline for those introductory classes. Um, They're meant to be, you know, kind of an educational um, discussion, which is definitely how they've turned out. It's been a lot of really wonderful back and forth, almost conversational side, rather than um, uh, just like a lecture, which I, again, you know, I like to, or I hope to provide fun, not just throw information at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll probably have some other classes like pruning and propagation. I've 
you know, had so many conversations with customers about that in the store already, as well as expressing um, that that would be um, an interesting class topic for them. So yeah, more things, more things ahead. What are the best um, ways people might stay informed about those classes? Um, well, I do have a website, and so I'll be updating uh, around the first of the month what um, the new class schedule will be. And I'm also um, trying to regularly advertise in the Sopra Sun um, for the schedule of events. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram, although I have to admit I'm not a huge social media person, so I may fall a little bit short there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of more old school. I like going the newspaper and the website route. <laughs> yeah, well, we appreciate that, yeah. I can say. And we do our best to keep our community calendar stacked with yeah. all the things happening. Yeah, definitely. I've had, again, so many people come in to the store asking that exact question, and they literally are like, that's how we find out everything, mm-hmm. is from the community calendar in the Sober Sun. Wow, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing I noticed through that calendar is that Katie Brown was hosting some natural dyes classes. Yes, yeah, that's 11. been such a wonderful um, person to have met and and to collaborate with she's you know very tied to the artistic community here and being born and raised in Carbondale Um, and she is just a very talented textile artist and we've had one if not two of her workshops pretty much every month since I think maybe September was the first one and so it's just been another really cool way for me to utilize the space to open to open up my shop space for somebody else to to be able to do their awesome creative artistic thing yeah and a shout out to katie that she uses um natural dyes on fabrics and yeah is creating kits for people to do that at home and also leading workshops um, to teach people. Yeah, totally. That. Yeah, she grows a lot of the botanical materials that she uses, and she uh, repurposes food scraps um, mm. before even putting them in the compost bin. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, sweet. Um, anything else you'd like to highlight that you're doing here in the store? Um, well, I guess as far as other cool outside uh, people coming in, you know, there's been... Um, the Rain Fork Drawing Club has been here one time, and they're scheduled again to come at the end of March. Um, that was really, really cool to be looking over people's shoulders and seeing what they were choosing to sketch up while in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I've done a handful of private classes uh, for groups. Like, for instance, there was a bridesmaid group here in January, which was so much fun, and we spent two hours... Um, building terrariums together and just, I don't know, just being crafty, silly adults. <laughs> um, but certainly that could be open for children as well. Um, and gosh, another aspect to the shop, which uh, we plan to further develop, are doing like houseplant consultations for people both in their home, their workspace, offices, um, pretty much right from the get-go uh, I've had those inquiries and so it is definitely um, 
a service that we'll offer to be able to you know come and do a consult in your space so that'll be like a site visit exactly yep Um, and we'll make customized suggestions for house plants within your space for you know appropriate size and siding and light and Mm -hmm. um, yeah and just suggestions for plants that would be best suited all right well for folks who are just tuning in this is everything under the sun i'm your host raleigh burley and joining us today is leslie bittner talking about the botany houseplant shop which is in the red rock plaza in carbondale la fontana i'm sorry la fontana (laughs) plaza in carbondale (laughs) and um right next to dos gringos and we're recording today's show in the shop and I'm looking around at all these beautiful plants and I wonder where do you source your plants from? How do you, how do you get these and how do you make those choices? Um, you know, right now I'm just working with a couple of wholesale greenhouses in Denver, um, one of which is just proven to be invaluable. They're a multi-generational um, business that's been a uh, family business and um, just really high quality plant material, totally honest with me if I um, pick out some things that I see on their weekly availability, but they maybe don't look like quite as top notch. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't just send me, you know, um, decent looking plants. They they really only send me the best of what it is that I've asked them for. Um, And I also visit them, oh, maybe every few months just to put my eyes on everything and, and find some gems that I may not necessarily have noticed on a list. Um, as far as they're concerned, they get most of their plants from California and Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, I don't know a ton of, of those details, but it's, it's honestly something that I would love to learn more about. Mm-hmm. Um, just that whole world of uh, plant cultivation and, and whatnot. When you're looking at that list and selecting varieties to bring to your store, what are your criteria? Hmm. I mean, I definitely have some go-to favorites um, that are my favorites, and then I also there's some some other favorites that I know uh, customers are going to be really drawn to. So I'll bring it in for that purpose. Um, and I don't know. I mean, the more and more lists that you that you skim your eyes over, the more that something is going to jump out at you that you haven't noticed before. And so whether it totally rings a bell or it's something that I have to do a quick Google search on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, having the familiarity with the species, um, there are certain species that to me are not particularly um, – uh, that don't make a ton of sense to grow in our dry Colorado climate, and so I just choose to really not stock them in the store. Mm-hmm. I let customers know that I'm always happy to special order for them, and that's pretty easy for me. But I, I stay away from certain species, and then I'm also naturally drawn to other species. Um, philodendrons and Hoya are always going to be um, two on my top list, and there's just so many incredible varieties within those um those plant species and uh so if something if i see something new in there that catches my eye i'll i'll look it up and 
decide if it is something that I'm going to bring in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, we are in the store. If you hear a phone in the background, these are live happens. Um, do you want to check it? I don't need to. I just okay. Yeah. Just let it go. Um, it seems like you kind of mentioned a few of your favorite plants personally. Yeah. There. Would you like to touch on that anymore? Um, well, you know, I'm always drawn to cacti and certain succulents. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also, um, there's a few different varieties of philodendron that I also find myself recommending to people um, pretty consistently. Philodendron Birkin, uh, really beautiful dark green leaves with uh, white pinstriping and variegation. Um, There's another philodendron that uh, is called Florida Green. So it has large, really deeply lobed green leaves Mm -hmm. um, and then these kind of red stems in contrast. And then a third philodendron that I really enjoy is called Moonlight. It's just like one of those really refreshingly bright lime green. Um, Philodendrons in general don't need to be in particularly bright locations, so having that kind of lime green in your somewhat lower light area I think is a nice uh, way to brighten up a low light space. Oh, and recently I found uh, begonia bowery, or eyelash begonia. Uh, It's been a begonia that I've admired for a long, long time, and I have one at home, but I haven't seen it available um, until just this past week. Um, Super, super cute, like sort of dark red leaves on the top with these like lime green irregular dots. Mm -hmm. Uh, The underside of the leaves are red and then they also show those lime green dots and then it has like little white eyelashes on the outer margin of the leaf. Um, It's a cool little plant. Well for people who are feeling tantalized by those descriptions of really neat plants that might brighten a space, um, I did want to note that there's a a special sale happening this month of March. Would you like to speak to that? Yeah, totally. I'm really excited about the sale. Um, so we're running it all through March. Um, it'll be 25% off of all houseplants. Um, it's gonna, you know, be a way to help us move out a large uh, volume of our current inventory to make way for an equally large volume of new inventory. Um, you know, as we've already talked about, like I love finding new plants, uh, varieties, cultivars, what have you to bring in, um, as well as some of the, the you know, awesome classics. Um, but I just think it'll be a nice way to, to turn the inventory, um, to give, you know, to be able to offer um, to customers the opportunity to not spend as much on um, something like their houseplants. Um, and, and yeah, just to do a little spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, along with the sale, uh, you'll, we're going to be doing a raffle. So there's going to be cool raffle prizes. Um, probably a pretty fat gift certificate um, to the store. Also, um, some limited edition uh, 
wooden planters by Plain and Plow Woodworks and um, some other cool cool little raffle items so you'll be automatically into entered into that um, when you make a purchase in March yeah and looking around I, I'm noticing all these really beautiful things planters lots of cool planters but also some artwork um, and some important tools for plant care is there anything you'd like to uh, highlight that you sell in addition to plants yeah um, I'm always looking for cool artwork it would be really fun to kind of have revolving um, artwork on the walls, just constantly changing it up and featuring different people and whatnot. Um, I also do have like a small uh, selection of plant care items that I try to be pretty conscious about um, which ones I'm choosing. I definitely am a big believer in using organic or at least just not totally synthetic chemical-based products. Um, so I found a couple of just very, very small batch, small companies that do um, fertilizers, uh, also these foliage wipes to help clean dust as well as pests off of plant leaves. Um, and uh, another area that we're gonna be expanding more on in the near future is mixing our own custom soil blends. And um, so not only is it going to be, you know, making high quality choices for the components going into the soils, but also being really specific about whether it's, you know, plants that want more moisture retaining soil or plants that need um, faster draining soil. And then we'll also be offering it in whatever quantity a person should need. So you won't have to just be limited to buying a bag. You know, we can literally give you a cup or we could give you, you know, 20 cups. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. What are some common plant care mistakes or misconceptions that you'd like to educate our listeners about? Yeah. Um, the first one that comes to mind is that cactus and succulents only need a dribble of water when you water them. Um, but I like to remind people, like, think particularly in the desert, when it rains, it pours. So a huge amount of water is being given um, to, to the um, soil and succulents and cactus um, during that rain, and then there's going to be a long period of dry in between. Another way to think of it is like a flood and then drought mm -hmm. uh, method to watering cactus and succulents. Yeah. Um, another succulent-related one is... Um, if a person has been unsuccessful growing some succulents, then they just automatically characterize themselves as like, I can't grow succulents. Um, but again, what I like to tell people is that there are hundreds, if not thousands of succulents out there. And it's possible that they're just have been drawn to some of the trickier succulents to grow. Um, a quick one that comes to mind, like string of pearls, who doesn't, uh, love the idea of growing string of pearls um, but it's not a particularly easy succulent to grow so um, I would suggest 
you know, steer people more towards like Gasteria or Haworthia um, and a lot of cacti, which are actually succulents. They're a subset. A lot of cacti are definitely going to be easier to grow than certain succulents, certain mm-hmm. other succulents. Um, so, you know, more likely than not, it's just that people have been attracted to certain succulents that are actually more challenging to grow than others. Mm-hmm. Um, another misconception, uh, another common misconception is um, that, you know, you can just buy a bag of quote unquote potting soil and use it for all of your house plants. That, you know, really there's just too many types out there and who cares? Just use them for everything. Um, but truly, it couldn't be more true or more false. Um, the two ways to think about potting soil is moisture retaining elements and then fast draining elements. So, you know, when we're talking about house plants, um, there's tons of tropical foliage plants, and then there's also, you know, the category of cactus and succulents. Well, tropical foliage probably a rainforest, more of like a moist environment. So it's definitely going to be more beneficial to grow those in a mix that is moisture retaining. Whereas for most cactus and succulents, they're going to be in, you know, a more sandy or gritty type of uh, growing site that is, um, has long dry periods in between rain spells. And so there you really are going to be they're going to be much happier to grow in soil that um, that doesn't actually hold on to the water for a very long time so again while you apply a lot of water at the time of watering you don't want that soil to retain the water you kind of want it to wash through really quickly mm-hmm. um, so yeah just that um, the importance or unimportance of potting soil I would I would stress the importance of it. Okay. <laughs> we are about at time. Um, I do want to let folks know that they can check out the Botany Shop online by searching www.botanyhouseplantshop.com. Uh, my guest today has been the owner, Leslie Bittner. Leslie, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess just, you know, an expression of gratitude towards all of the people who have um, been visiting the store already and and are just showing wonderful excitement and support. I really, really appreciate it. Well, we're so glad that you've created this store here in Carbondale. Cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, too, and thanks for your interest. Thank you. Thank you.